Are you ready to turbocharge your financial IQ? Hey friends, my name is Murray Miller and I want to welcome you and your family to the Family Business Podcast where every episode is designed to keep you focused and on track to live a life free of financial stress, worry and fear. Would you like to know the exact powerful money strategies that not only our immediate family has implemented, but also our extended family of thousands and thousands of people around the world? Well, then let's get on with it and let's begin building a financial wall around your family. All right, everybody, welcome back. I am excited to be continuing on our podcast from the other day that we talked about wealth creation. So um, this is basically a wealth creation series that I started here and I told you we would start off today talking about how much money you need. But um, just to remind you, when we finished off on our last episode, we were talking about making a decision and you know how a decision is one of the most important things that you can do, not just in life, but certainly with finances and wealth creation. So you've made a decision you know, you have decided that you want to become financially free. And at some point, now that you've made this decision, it's time to do some math. And so that's the good news. It's just math. What is it going to take for you to get there? So I want to suggest that we base the math around you owning your potential rather than just becoming a millionaire. Because Honestly, um, becoming a millionaire is just literally the first step. And I know that sounds weird for me to be saying that, but I would bet that if you really live life the way that you want to, you're probably going to need more than a million dollars to make that happen. So I want to be able to teach you and bring you the same things that I bring my coaching clients, which is how you are going to do the math. So... The question is, starting off, um, what is your current standard of living? What do you live on right now? Now, they say that um, the average American household lives on about five grand a month. Um, I find that to be a very low number, but I want you to plug in whatever number it is that is your household income. But for today, for this podcast, I'm going to use that example because I want to put some real numbers in here, but you can plug in your numbers because I'm going to be using some percentages and stuff that is going to make um, make your numbers real. So if we take the number $5,000 and we subtract out of that all of the debt payments this person has at $5,000 a month and we get rid of those. So I'm talking about we're getting rid of your rent, your mortgage payment, that's going to be covered with the passive income that we're going to be talking about in just a few minutes and creating that passive income and how that's going to work. But let's subtract out um, what you're saying you're investing and what you're saving. And let's just say, again, easy math, that you're left with $2,500. Now, we're going to take that $2,500 and we're going to use the math of 0.35 in order to develop what is going to be your number that you need in residual income to cover all of your expenses. So if we take 2,500 and we divide that by 0.35, that actually comes out to just over $7,000 a month, $7,143. For this person, in this example, they need $7,000 a month in passive income today 
to create financial freedom. So the math is here, okay? We've got the math. We know what it has to, it, how it has to work. And let me, let me tell you how I arrive at that math, how I come to that point thirty-five, where it comes from. Um, okay, there are two types of taxes that we're going to pay, right? One of them we all know, we recognize. The other one, maybe you don't, which is, could be part of this problem of why we're not creating wealth right now, but let's get into it. So the first one is income tax. That's paid to the government. We know we have to do that. And let's just assume for today that you're paying uh, 25% of your income to tax, uh, federal tax for the government, right off the top. Now, the second tax is to your wealth. This number should be 40% of your gross income. Make $10,000 a month, 40% is $4,000. Easy math, right? So I want you to understand where the 40% club, which we're going to talk about today, I didn't get a chance to talk about it in the last episode because it started to run a little long, but we'll talk about it today, what that 40% club is all about. And what this means is that you're going to use 65% of your money that is going to go towards paying government taxes and wealth taxes, which means your base living costs only represent 35% of the pie. This is your goal. So if we divide your living costs by 35% to do the math backwards to find out exactly what that full number needs to be, you'll understand exactly what I'm talking about. So now I have to assume at this point that if you're doing this math in your mind, you're starting to realize that you are going to need more income in order to make the money required to achieve your wealth targets. It's probably as plain as day. And I think that at this point, many people go into that scarcity mode, you know, and they get to the point where they feel like they can't do anymore or they want to quit. They think maybe in terms of what they have instead of what they can create. In this case, it's income. You must create more income. And I know that a lot of financial advisors don't talk about this, but I do. It's so funny as I'm recording this, every time I pause, I'm listening in the other room and I hear my wife Susan on a Zoom call actually teaching a, a bunch of brand new associates in our network marketing company, our compensation plan. And she's talking about how to create income right now in the other room. So this is exactly apropos to what I'm talking about here on the podcast uh, she's talking about in the other room. So let's talk about how to earn more income right now. You know that um, money is only yours for a moment, and that moment is the minute you exchange to get it. That means you have two options. You can either hoard it, which we talked about, where you know it's yours so you can keep it, or you can exchange it for something else of value. At this point that you exchange it, the money is no longer yours and it becomes someone else's. You have to go and get more money at this point. So hoarding money is scarcity mindset at its finest. Let's face it, those who hoard money are afraid probably that they're going to have a hard time going out and getting more. There's something about exchanging with another human being to get that money that causes them to believe that maybe it isn't possible to do it again, or it's going to be harder to do it a second time or over again. Um, from experience, those people that hoard money typically don't do very well financially. They just don't know how to get more. 
the more they hoard, the less they get, and it's the law of exchange. To get more money, you have to be willing to exchange it and then go find more. So where does money actually come from and where does it go? I guess that's the main question. There are two meanings for this. We already talked about creating and the importance of it, you know, and I just gave you an example of that. Now let's talk about knowing where your money is going because I think all of us can take this exercise and I'm not going to call it budgeting because it's different than that. It's, uh, it's just more of a mindset that you know exactly where it's going and there's only a few places that it actually does go. So you're earning income, but you're not always keeping it, which means your money is turning into other people's money, which isn't always bad. But if you don't need to exchange money out to someone or something else, and that other person or thing isn't providing you with value, then don't keep doing it. So let's talk about the four major places your money goes and you know how we can actually make this work in our favor. The first place money goes is your debt. The second place money goes is your insurances. The third place money goes is your taxes. And the fourth place money goes is in your investments. So let's break each one of those down. First off, when it comes to debt, you know, I've said in previous episodes that you want to pay down the high interest debts that you have first, mostly the consumer debts. You want to, you know, keep it a little bit slower on the debts that you have that are assets that you're building assets with, which is investments that you have in businesses and potential mortgages that you can write off the interest on. So you want to differentiate between the good debt and the bad debt. And you want to pay off the bad debt as quickly as you possibly can, but you don't necessarily have to be in a rush to pay off the good debt. You can use some of that other money that you have that would have been going towards debt to be in your savings and in in your investments. Second is your insurance. There are literally dozens of types of insurance that you can have out there. There's probably four or five that I think are crucial I mean, we have health insurance that's kind of forced on us. We have to have health insurance. For me as a small business owner, that's one of my largest expenses. I probably spend over $30,000 a year as a small business owner insuring myself and my wife and my son that's in college, including the premiums, the deductibles, the co-payments, and so on and so forth. But it's a necessary evil. If you have health insurance from your employer, you should be happy that you have it, even if it's not fully 100% covered. Then there's life insurance, which uh, life insurance can be used for several different targeted areas, one for investing for the future, for tax savings, and for compound interest, one for covering a a death benefit. If there is, um, you know, an untimely death from one of the breadwinners of the family, life insurance comes in extremely handy for that, for paying taxes, um, for providing for your family if you're not there, and of course, for key man insurance for businesses. So there's a, there's a benefit to life insurance. Some people buy into long-term care insurance as they get older. Some people buy into disability insurance, depending on what they do for a living. There's estate planning and legal insurance. There's ID theft insurance, which today is not such a bad idea. Um, of course, the traditional auto home renter's insurance is very important. And for people 
that are starting to build wealth, I also highly recommend personal umbrella and liability insurance because we are in a Sue happy country. So these are the different types of insurances. And, um, you know, obviously this is something that I like to audit all the time for myself. And I suggest to all my clients to do the same thing. I can even, you know, make suggestions um, when I'm working with someone on which types of insurance I think are most important for them. Um, the third thing is where our money goes is, of course, taxes. So your income tax obviously is a, a big hit. You, you have to pay it. Um, you know, I, I've heard so many people talk about, you know, higher income, higher net worth people. They earn, you know, seven figures a year. They automatically know that half of that is going to taxes. So that's what they just consider 50% partner is going to be the IRS and the state that they live in if they uh, are in a state that requires state taxes to be paid as well. So that's kind of a raw deal, but guess what? We live in a free country. We live in a country that gives us a lot and uh, that's our way of giving back. Are the numbers good? No, not necessarily good, but um, that's just what they are. So we have to deal with it. And last but not least is where your money goes is into your investments. And this is where I want you to spend more money out of your gross income towards your investments. And as I said in uh, the podcast that I just did before this one, I am, you know, absolutely 100 convinced, 100% convinced that you need to be investing on a regular basis, not necessarily saving for a rainy day or an emergency, but saving to invest. You have to have savings in order to make that happen. So that's very important that that is one of the four pillars of where your money goes every single month, every single paycheck. So knowing where the four places are that our money typically goes, and as I said at the beginning of this little section that we're talking about right now, we need to create more income. And you've heard me say that the average millionaire has multiple streams of income, sometimes five, six, or seven streams of income. You know, I did a, um, a an ebook that is available to download on my website. If you haven't already got it, you can go there and get it at thefamilybusiness.info. And that ebook is called the the Eight Sources of Residual Income, and it talks about you know one of my favorites, which is network marketing, which I, I mentioned to you early in the, earlier in this podcast that um, network marketing for our family has been a just a breath of fresh air. We've got this great community of people that we love dealing with on a regular basis. They've all self-selected. Everyone's a volunteer. They're working for something that they believe in and they're creating residual income with it. So network marketing is one of the most wonderful ways to increase your level of income. Low startup costs, low risk, high income potential. And, you know, even if the average person is only generating, you know, thirty to $50,000 in part-time income a year, um, wow, why not? Why not create a residual income? That could be one of the streams of income that you use. The other one that um, I'm very, very uh, a, um, big proponent of is a universal life insurance, indexed universal life insurance. I've actually fallen in love with it because of what it did for me you know, over a period of time, how I was able to double my money and how I was able to access that money on a tax-free basis through a zero interest loan 
and I have all of this money sitting in the account still earning interest because I borrowed the money and used my money as collateral and my money still earning interest in the, um, in the actual life insurance policy. So very, very fond of that. They've come out with some really great programs on how that works. So that's one of the things that I love doing to create another stream of income and more leverage in my life. And there's, there's, like I said, there's another six different sources of income that I believe um, can be residualized to help you start to create that financial freedom figure that you need. And it always works well if it's somewhat synergistic with the things that you love to do already. I mean, I happen to love to work out. I happen to love to try to stay in shape and, and eat clean and have nutrition. And I, I love, you know, having an abundance of money so that, um, you know, I can live my life fully and not have to worry about just uh, paying the bills and, and making a living. So those things go hand in hand. And that's why those businesses work so well for me. You need to figure it out so that you know what it is that drives you and what can get you excited about doing the same thing over and over again and providing value for other people, which creates income for yourself. So let's talk a little bit more about the 40% rule. Now that we know you have to create, we know you have to build, we know you have to get, get involved in something that drives you, that you're excited about. Let's talk about a target. And, you know, I've said in previous episodes that you should be saving at least 10% of, the, uh, of your gross income into savings for the future, into investments. And I want to upgrade you today. I want to upgrade you to the 40% club or the 40% rule because, frankly, this is really what wealthy people have done for over 100 years. They save a very large portion of their net income in order to create wealth, long-term legacy wealth. And here's the thing. You probably don't think it's realistic to say, you know, I can save 40% of what I'm making and it might not be right now. But between debt and taxes, you're giving away more than 40% of your income anyway. So here I am referring to saving um, anything in excess of what you have to spend in order to live. I want you to commit to a savings number. And yes, I'm preaching 40% of growth, gross income because I believe that's what the top 1% of wealth in our country has done. And they've done it for over a century. And it's something that I want you to adopt. Along with that, in order to save, you're going to have to cut your debt, your insurance, your taxes, and perhaps even some of your investments if they're not serving you. You have to cut it so that you can increase the amount that you can save so you can properly structure the future of your investments and your residual income. So setting this up properly and structuring this in a way that can be extremely easy to do if you're consistent is going to be the key of achieving your financial freedom. You know, one of the things that has helped me so much with this in my own personal life is investing in myself, uh, investing in personal development. Um, and what I mean by that is, you know, I've become an avid reader. And I think that, you know, I, I got a Kindle for Christmas, which I've had one before, but I, I don't know what happened to it. It's tucked away somewhere where I can't find it. But I ended up getting the new paperback Kindle. And I will tell you, um, downloading books and reading books, I happen to be reading 
an old book right now that I absolutely loved and forgot half the stuff I learned in it called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey. Um, and I love it. I love going back over that. I read books all the time and it gives you ideas. It gives me things that I want to talk about on this podcast. It gets me focused on things that I want to do in my financial life and, and, and other than that. So um, investing in yourself by reading books and also taking classes. Um, I was on a Zoom call yesterday with a bunch of financial guys and gals, and I was just learning about um, new things that are available for clients that, um, you know, that I deal with every day. And I just love to learn some of the things that I do um, on a regular basis and different ways to do them. And I also, um, I'm learning so much about cryptocurrencies and NFTs and the metaverse. And, uh, you know, I just had a conversation with my son who uh, invested into um, Ethereum and into some NFTs. And uh, he just sold uh, an NFT, which was very exciting for him and for me and for mom. Everyone was excited about it. He made a, you know, a very handsome profit and he's reinvesting the money back in uh, again. So he's, uh, you know, he's got the right attitude. And I think learning and taking classes and going to events. Um, I mentioned we just had a big event here in Arizona. I'm podcasting from Arizona right now, looking out the back window over a beautiful lake in uh, gorgeous uh, Arizona. It's just, you know, wonderful that you can do these things and attend these events. Um, I will tell you that um, there are obviously virtual events everywhere, but I love attending events in person. And it's been tough for the last two years. Everybody knows that with the pandemic. So it's whenever you have the opportunity to get out and be with people again and network, it's absolutely worth it. I also um, buy training. Uh, you know, my own training is uh, something that I love to give away for free because I can. So I do that with my podcast and with the people that I, I coach. I don't charge a fee to coach them and I show them how to set themselves up. But I personally will not only read books, but I will buy into training. I will buy into things that I want to learn from other people because I believe that I will find value in that and I will be happy to trade some of my money for some of their knowledge and learn from some of the masters in different areas. Um, and I've hired people. I mean, I have people that help me, uh, you know, with the podcast. I have people that help me with social media, uh, things that I just either don't have time for or, or would rather have an expert that is really good at something um, guide me. So I'm a consumer uh, as well as a provider of content and uh, as well as a coach. I do all of the above and I hope that all of you can take a page from that book for yourself. So I think what I'm going to do um, in my next episode of this wealth creation series that I started is I'm going to talk about some of the top wealth habits that I use. I've mentioned a few of them here today. I'm going to talk about places that might be stealing from your wealth and where you can, you know, plug up those holes and make sure that you have a solid foundation in order to build your wealth. I'm also going to talk a little bit with the problems that I see with Wall Street and the stock market and how you can combat that and create and earn really truly safe and passive income. So we'll continue with that into our next episode, which will be coming out um, probably by the end of the week. 
uh, beginning of next week. So um, I'm really excited about where we're going with this. I appreciate all the feedback, as I've said many times before. Please hit us up on social media. Hit our website, which is thefamilybusiness.info. You'll have links to all of our social media there, Instagram, LinkedIn, um, you know, Facebook, etc., and uh, you know, shoot us a comment. Let us know if there's anything else that you'd like to hear us talk about on this podcast. I'm looking forward to uh, the future. This is going to be um, a terrific month. Uh, January of 2022 has started off, as I said, with a bang. Um, with all the other things that have gone on, um, we are moving forward and we are making strides. And it looks like to me that it's going to be one of the best months uh, that I've seen the year start off with in the recent past. So very, very excited for everyone and look forward to seeing you on the next podcast right on the other side. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Family Business Podcast. If you'd like to learn more about how you can join our growing family and begin implementing the success principles to building a financial wall around your family, you can go to thefamilybusiness.info forward slash call and you can schedule a call with us because we have saved a spot at the table for you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your family and the people that you care about. And we would love it if you would take a second to give us a five-star review to help future family members just like you find us. I leave you with this. In life, you don't get what you deserve. You get what you believe, plan, and expect. Let's do this.